This is episode 89. What are they, G-holes? And this is not a Tone Control style podcast. It's the Tone Control. <laughs> the Tone Control. <laughs> Yeah, look. You got the Sweetwater Sweets, man. I do. A little baggie of sweets. Last time I got something from them, they only sent me peppermints. Oh, that's sort of a bummer. I've got yeah. two different flavors of Laffy Taffy. I do oh. have four peppermints. I'm a they sucker some... for anything that's like gummy or taffy-like. That's uh, like that's my, my bit weakness. Of honey. Yeah, yeah. It's just I, yeah. I can't can't keep it together around things like that. And there was some Smarties in here. They were the first to go because. Those, yep. Those are the least interesting, but they're still fine. Oh, it's, yeah, I mean, somebody hands you Smarties, it's not like you're not going to eat them. <laughs> right? You're just not going to buy them for yourself. But yeah, it's like... somebody oh, gives you some, you're going to be like, like f***ing right. Oh, one of these. Of course I'll eat that. I mean... Yeah. You know. Little little oh, pressed oh, sugar pellets. A little tu- a little tube <laughs> of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I guess, flavored, supposedly. I don't know. It tastes like sugar. Various kinds of sweetness, I guess. <clears throat> I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you order? Uh, ratio tuners. Oh, that's right. By Graphtech. That's right. <clears throat> I'm gonna put that down here at the bottom. Cool. Anyway, yeah. That's a that's a thing that I could talk about later because okay. I did it to one of my guitars already. Oh, it's nice. Good. Actually, yeah. I found alert, uh, cool. I, I found a bag of tuners in my office today. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. Forgotten I had them. Uh, yeah. I, from when I moved one of the times, uh, I, I little. You put all the tuners in your bag? Well, like little guitar things, like tuners or um, mm-hmm. accessories, like any small stuff. I usually, they're on a desk or on a workbench or something. Yeah. I like pile them all, just put them all into like a Ziploc style bag um, and move that whole bag. So it's easier for me to keep track of everything. Uh, and then I like dump how it out of specif- my. I like how you specified a Ziploc style bag. Yeah. Well, they're not paying us, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Okay. Uh, and then I can just dump the whole thing out on a new workbench. <laughs> Everything's exactly where it was. <laughs> you know, you still said the brand name though. Yeah, but it's maybe it is or it isn't. Specifically not Ziploc. So how about that? <laughs> <laughs> a generic reclosable plastic bag. Yeah. A uh, zip zip style. <laughs> Zippy style bag. <laughs> this is a tone control style podcast. This is a tone. <laughs> <laughs> Unauthorized. Uh, all right. Looks like there's some news this time. Yeah. Yeah. There's some cool stuff this week. Cool. Cool. Anything else you want to say before we get into it? Uh, I'm drinking a beer called Fat Tire. Oh, I've had Fat Tire. That's Isn't from it good? New Belgium. It is. Yeah. yeah. They just started distributing in New Hampshire. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Not that That's, long, like maybe a month ago. So it's big around here. They're yep. they're good. They have a lot of good ones. I've heard their IPA is great, but every time I go to buy it, I just buy this instead. <laughs> okay. they, they're all really good. I had one that was like that was a. Oh, you know what I got in a multi pack last time was a tangerine IPA. That's the only other one I've seen here. Oh, it's good. It's mm. 
tangerine if you're into a flavor beer. You I'm know? okay with that. Yeah. It says right on the label. Like, I guess coming to New Hampshire was a big deal for these guys because it says New Hampshire, meet New Belgium. Oh, wow. Yeah. Special labels. Mm-hmm. It's good. I have uh, knowledge. Nice. I'm looking forward to knowledge. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to send you one of these. Uh, they're outstanding. Um, I have had Imperial, it's an Imperial IPA. I have had those before where it was hard to drink, mm. but this is not like that. So I admittedly did some research on like what is an Imperial versus a double IPA. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing from all I can tell. It's just a different oh, really? word. Yeah, it's just hmm. some breweries like to call it one thing or another. So maybe where you are, Imperial's what they call it because... <laughs> Out here, they're all like Imperial. I always feel like is reserved for dark beers for some reason. It is but, very dark, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I mean, compared to like another IPA, which yeah. are usually very clear and light looking, like pale, as the name would suggest. Mm. But I don't know. So I'm looking forward to it. That I, yeah. IPAs and double IPAs are my like daily driver now. So you know, I've had a lot. Don't of drink them. and drive. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I actually don't drive anywhere anymore. Disclaimed, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, the car shop called me up because they haven't seen my car in so long. Oh man. And they were like, hey, how's it going? You know, and I was like, oh, you know, aren't you due for service? I was like, yeah, well, not yet because I put not that many miles on my car anymore. Like about yep. half is half the average. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, fun stuff. My car is going to last a long time, I guess. Yeah, mine too. I need to drive it till it's undrivable for like financial reasons and just mm-hmm. you know making sure it's get your a smart money, thing to yeah your money's worth for all that interest right well yeah long story but whatever <laughs> um, but at the same time like I don't want that to be like I want a new car but I don't I totally don't need one I just I kind of want one and that that's yeah. hard to get over are they doing the thing where they send you stuff like hey. We're pretty sure your payment is this. We can get you a brand into a brand new no, car I, and lower I, your um, payment by ten dollars. No, I totally owe, own the car. I don't have a payment. Okay, but well, um, I, I have I've had two dealers, both the one that I bought the car from in New Hampshire and the one here that I get it serviced at now. Oh, really? Have approached me with like, we like want to buy your car. Office, yeah, yeah. Some of them are sleazy too. Like they pretend that they have like a buyer that wants my car. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, I hate car salesmen for yeah. that sort of crap. Now, when I bought my car, um, I, it was, like, too expensive for me at the time because I was, like, much yeah. younger. I've had the car forever. So my parents bought it outright, and I paid them back. Mm-hmm. So, But I don't know anything on it now, so right. it's kind of just like have, not having a car payment is far more appealing than having oh, a yeah. car. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> It's not like it's a junker. No, it's so. it's it's kicking butt. So yeah. knock on wood or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> touch wood, as the British say. Yeah. Thanks T- to Pedalgenie for sponsoring the tone control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wish list today. I think that's like the first time in 89 episodes we've talked about cars. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. <laughs> yeah. Oy. All right. <clears throat> cool. First up. First up, TC Electronic with a couple of minis. Mm-hmm. 
two minis. These are just really quick things. There's not really much to talk about other than that the Mimic Doubler and the Hypergravity Compressor have been hit with the shrink ray. Pew pew. Pew-pew, shrink ray. So um, looks like the the only thing we lose on the doubler is the switch for how many voices. Yep. And then I don't, I can't picture the full-size hypergravity in my head. Uh, the full-size one has four controls, I think. I should find out. It does have four controls. Oh, and it's also tone print enabled. So the and this one is not the full the full bore one has sustain level attack and blend, and oh. the, the mini just has um, sustain attack and level. Oh, I'm sorry. The the mini one is tone print enabled. I don't know why I thought. Oh, okay, it wasn't. so you could set your blend hopefully with it. Yeah, with the tone print. Okay, because that that's a sense. that's a the, as we've said, the blend is a killer feature on a guitar compressor. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, like you said the. The switch for the mimic on how many how many extra tracks there are. It says um, add an additional guitar track on top of your dry guitar. So it makes me think it's set to it's set just to the, just a double the two mode, probably. Um, and I'm not seeing tone print on that. Oh really? Well, well I don't know the, where to look. I mean, what would they? No, it would be right in those first bullets. I guess the only thing you could tone print is the number. Well, that's of the only loops, feature but, missing. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not that big a deal. <clears throat> that I was, wonder if they that do was a like, tough demo for us. Yeah, it was. It's funny because when I did the demo, and every time I played it in person, it was like, oh, that pedal's on. It is yeah. so clear, and it is yeah. so well, something's going on with the guitar signal. And then when I did the demo and, and sent it, I, don't, I feel like we forgot to touch on this. When I did the demo yeah. and sent it. Uh, I listening back to just my raw guitar parts, it was like, okay, well, I know it's on because I know when I turned it on. Right. But it's really not super clear. And I then could hear I sent, just the subtlest change. Yeah, and then I sent it to you, and you confirmed that. And so I yeah. did it again with an even more dramatic setting, and it was still really pretty subtle. Yeah. Um, thinking back, I feel like it was sort of a mistake to do two tracks. Mm. Um, but... I don't think it would have saved it unless we could, unless you could have recorded in stereo. If yeah. you had a, if you had an input that could receive your guitar in stereo, yeah, and and then you could turn the pedal on and hear it spread to the sides. That would have shown us the effect of the pedal yeah, that's that you true. hear in person. And it just wasn't it wasn't conveying in our demo. Because so. then, yeah, through a uh, speaker cab, it was like, boom, it's on. Yeah. There's there's thickness here. There's like, you know, some slight chorus type sounds like we talked about. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was a tough one. Cool yeah. pedal. It's also cool. one that's really designed to be used in live environments, not recorded. Yeah. I think right. so. Yeah. So we shouldn't have been surprised. We're not really yeah. surprised. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah wanted to mention that. I feel like I, I meant to and totally mm-hmm. forgot. But, I, I did too. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah. Anyway. Cool. Um, oh, those are ninety nine bucks each from TC. The two minis, ninety nine dollars right piece. On. Yeah. Cannot beat that. Not at all. Gear Supply Company. It is yeah, doing so Kickstarter. They're doing a Kickstarter. Uh, I think they launched their company as a whole with a Kickstarter. And they've kind of returned for guitar pedals. 
And uh, I actually was a little bit hesitant to put this in the notes because the day I found out about it, well, they, they emailed like the day it launched and it was like a 14-day campaign or something mm-hmm. like that, like fairly short. I don't think I've seen many Kickstarters that short. Uh, and yeah. it was going to, it ends now in 39 hours. So it's going to end before this episode actually publishes. Yeah, so, but they've already made goal. But they've made their goal. So I feel totally fine talking about it because at first it was like, not yeah. sure if they were going to make it. So what they're doing is uh, they're making good time pedals. with and, only 128 backers. Yeah, I mean, there's some good deals in here. I, I, I guess was there's really, some valuable rewards. I was really close to um, to scooping one of these up. Uh, if you're not familiar, Gear Supply Company is like a subscription service for guitar accessories like strings and picks, straps, cables, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We've talked about them in the past. And now they're doing guitar pedals. In the main line, there's four and they've just unlocked a stretch goal for a fifth pedal. So we've got a dynamic compressor, a harmonic tremolo, a light, and a medium drive. And now the the new one is a preamp, which just has pre- and post-gain controls. So they're designing their own pedals? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, they, they're, and if you watch their video, their little Kickstarter video, they talk about how they're going about it. They've got a guy who's designing pedals, and they've been working on prototypes and stuff. And everything's like done and designed and ready to go, and this is just the production push. Wow. Yeah, um, they sound great. Uh, let's see the compressor. Where's the compressor? Do 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 do. The Pretty compressor has blend on it. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. Uh, so harmonic tremolo, I heard the demo for it. Sounds really great. Uh, the medium drive is probably what I was going to get if I got anything, but now this new preamp thing has me interested as well. Uh, there's, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to bother to say like, oh, early early bird pricing because there's this is no all way anybody. Be done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what I don't know is, I th- think sometimes on Kickstarter you can like continue to fund it after the the cutoff. Okay. Like uh, but, the early birds might be all gone, although right. there's still like nine left of one of these, two left of another. Right. Um, early bird pricing on the preamp is ninety bucks. Otherwise, it's a hundred bucks. Um, so the medium five versus one fifty for the rest. Yeah. So everything else is going to be one fifty. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Um, yeah, and then. There's uh, other bundle deals upwards from there. Right, so you could get any two, any three, any four. Um, The jacks jacks and the power connector are on the top, which was part of the big reason I put it in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, the the preamp, it's in and out on the sides like normal, but the power is still on the top. Yeah, all all on the top. Top is good. It's really like, it's it's really all about getting all your pedals to have the same thing, right? I think so, yeah. I mean, and that's just impossible. Unless you <laughs> um, unless you go and deck your pedal board out all from one developer or something. Yeah, which I don't know if anyone does. I wouldn't feel compelled to do that even if I was really loyal to a brand. If you were just super rich, you wouldn't just get all the Strymons and put them on a board. Well, yeah, but then I would just like carry my Strymon board around with my <clears throat> Earthquaker devices board around, you know, I'd, I'd be pairing entire pedal boards <laughs> instead of individual today? pedals. <laughs> uh, so what's interesting about this to me is that they are all buffered bypass. I think. Um, looks like it. Mm-hmm. Using high quality buffers in all of these pedals. Um, does that? 
Do you know if that is something that keeps costs down? Because I thought these pedals were pretty reasonably priced. And I was wondering if true or buffer bypass uh, is actually any cost difference. I don't really think well, it would you, be. Well, you need a more expensive switch. For but, true bypass? Yeah, but if you don't and you're promising a high-quality buffer, then there may be parts costs involved in, in having that. Yeah. Then again, maybe there isn't. I mean, maybe they're just making sure that their pedal circuitry has an okay buffer anyway, regardless of whether it was true bypass. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. So light drive is a natural touch sensitive and dynamic transparent overdrive. That's a lot of, lot of qualifiers, <laughs> um, but it's sort of more like a, just a, it's a light drive. It's it's not going to yeah. add tons of color and gain to your sound. The medium drive is, as far as I know, it's built on the light drive, but it's just a little bit more. So it's a little punchier, richer, more uh, voiced overdrive kind of sound. Harmonic trim is all analog. Which is that nice, like, um, kind of throbby pulsating yeah, tremolo? It's the, yeah, it's like the power amp, power tube tremolo. Which is, in, I think, amps. Yeah, I think that's my preferred. Like, if I'm going to have an always on tremolo, it would be that kind of feel. Aside from. There's something about it, isn't there? Yeah, aside from like dramatic tremolo effects that, that call for a different sound, but. Yeah, but just something that's it's giving some motion and yeah. rhythm to the signal without the necessarily going up and down very much. The Strymon Flint yes. has that harmonic one that sounded like almost univibe so mm-hmm. good. Dynamics, dynamic compressor. That's a funny way to put it. Dynamic compressor. <laughs> yeah, so it's a compressor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a mix knob, a wet-dry blend, so that's what's up. Uh, These Jack, all, yeah. Clickless soft switching, they all do. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Pretty um, rad, though. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how these actually are in the field. And uh, who knows? I wonder if Pedal Genie can get something like this. You mean get these pedals to... Yeah, like once once the deal is done and they're, they're mm-hmm. in production, mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, that'd be kind of interesting. These two, like... Internet guitar gear suppliers combining forces. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this this feels weird to me. Why? I, I'm going to say like this, like because they're they're trying to like look at the T-shirt. Yeah, they're really trying to go with this. It's Gear Supply branded pedals, um, which are otherwise fairly generic. I mean, they didn't give them names or anything like. I mean, yeah. besides like, just saying literally what they are. So I I feel like that's there's a lot of sort of brand identity that goes on with yeah. p- pedals in this whole scheme and imagine you know imagine amp company here you know mm-hmm. with their model hundred watt and their model fifty watt um, I I don't know it it's they, I so, th- this is a gamble I think this is a yeah. gamble it, are people gonna be like well I don't want to be seen with harmonic tremolo on my board when I can have the flint. Oh, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Is what this you mean. gonna is this gonna be okay to catch on or so I don't so Gear Supply Company definitely has a pretty strong brand, I think. Like okay. their all their stuff is I well, I don't I, I when I say that I mean it's they really drive their brand hard. Mm-hmm. Everything that you buy from them is Gear Supply Company brand. Has the lightning and everything. Yeah. So they're they're <clears> really um like kind of unifying that company 
look and that message, yeah. I think, okay. the company voice and all that kind of garbage. But uh, to throw pedals into that mix is what you... Do you think people are responding you... to that? Or are they just doing it, you know, is, um, are, are there customers there because it's a good deal? And, or, and are they going to... Well, it's a mix of those things because it's like they're they have customers because it's a good deal and they look the part like they mm-hmm. they are legit a good service to to have and I mean I don't if I knew some I don't know anyone who uses their strings or anything but if I wouldn't think anything negative about it you know I wouldn't think twice yeah. about it it's just I know what you mean though like the pedals becomes more of a real thing maybe like it's not just straps it's and not cables a consumable, like yeah yeah. I'll, yeah, I mean, I, I thought the same thing when they were, like, straps. I was like, oh, okay, well, I mean, that's not something I'm going to have a monthly subscription to, but... Right, that's an add-on Why thing, not? But... You're you're going to be sending me packages anyway. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, pedals, you know, you're going to be sending me packages of picks anyway. Why not throw a pedal in that box? Well, that's different. Now, well, now yeah, you're, you're not going to subscribe to thing. pedals, of course, but it's... Sure, yeah. sure but, you know, it's it changes the equation even more. So, I don't know, it's, it's a move. Mm-hmm. To move. I don't think this is like guaranteed to succeed or anything. I guess is what I'm saying. I thought so. they're I don't know how Kickstarter works. Like, do you set the time and the budget? Or do you set one oh, of I those? Don't know. Ha- you probably having set never the budget. run having never yeah. run my own Kickstarter to completion, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um because I it, they had a fifteen thousand dollar goal, which they just broke, and they, like I said, it was only a two week campaign, which felt really short to me. Mm-hmm. Usually, I feel like they're like a month or something, right? We we get to talk about them at least. I would and then, think so. Yeah, because I found out about this shortly after the last episode published, and I was like, well, <laughs> this will be done by the time we're doing the next one. Yeah. Anyway, good for them. 100% funded. Looking forward to seeing how that goes. I'm cautiously optimistic. Like I, yeah. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, no no worries. Um and you know what I to to sort of contra or uh counter argue some of the stuff that I was saying before about like brand and stuff like that. I think most of the time people uh, people really do get too hung up on that when oh, yeah. another pedal with, that isn't as famous is just as good or better. The Klon, for example, like yeah. way more hype than it's worth. And it's yeah, worth totally. quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so this would be an, uh, a, a, um, a move against that. I feel like, so mm-hmm. I can, I can get behind it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Looking forward good. to seeing more. <clears throat> All right. Moving on. Moving on. Epiphone, Johnny A custom arch top. talked about the Johnny A body type. Yeah, I think um, it was Nam, right? It might have been. You know what it No, it was um Oh, it was, it was like CES. it was not CES. Yeah, it wasn't a guitar <laughs> show. That's why yeah. we were theorizing what that crazy guitar was in the background of that yeah, picture. Yeah, that's right. Um I I dig the look at this oh, these I guitars. Love it. Yeah. Um the Johnny A Gibson custom shop model is super expensive and it's it's a gorgeous instrument. It's kind of like if you think of the trim level you would get on 
uh, Les Paul Custom or mm-hmm. SG Custom or something like that. It's kind of like that, except it's this really cool, like small body, hollow body guitar. Yeah. Uh, and now Epiphone is getting on the bandwagon and making a much more affordable version of it. And I bet this thing's going to be great. Yeah. So it looks tricked out. I mean, it looks with yeah. the full body and neck bindings and the flame fancy maple inlays. Top. Yeah. The gold Bigsby. Yeah. Um, yeah, not all the a fan gold of hardware. gold hardware generally, but it looks okay. It works here. Guitar. Yeah. Um, the nice flame maple top, the double binding. You know, they could have easily left it off of the back. Yeah. So, uh, where, what corners are being cut? Is it just is it just that it's not made in the same factory? It would be made overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where Epiphone is now, but it's probably Korea or Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you thing, could still stumble onto a really great guitar made overseas. Absolutely. Um, my PRS is made overseas, and it rips. It's awesome. And Do you kind of want to be there in the store and make sure you don't have a lemon in your hand? A little you know, bit. It's not like the the kind of thing, like you could order an American Gibson from the internet and you know what you're going to get, but yeah. there's a little bit more variability maybe. With I think that's like probably right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and chances are, if you get it in a store, the store will have done some basic setup to it before they put it on the shelf. Yeah, although they always put super light, they put like true. super lights on, and probably if if they do a setup, they do they've done a setup for that. So yeah, um, you know, but at least you get an idea. Um, sure. So anyway, but there's also features the Gibson Fifty Seven Classic pickups. So they've got like real deal Gibson high quality Gibson pickups in this thing too. So mm-hmm. they're kind of like, you know, they're sizing this thing up to be. Nice. Ebony fingerboard, a Bigsby B70. And they're speculating it's going to be under or around 800 bucks. Wow. That's a yeah. beautiful guitar for 800 bucks. Absolutely. I love that Ebony fingerboard. And a hard shell case. Like a nice With the case, case, too. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't think you could beat that. Uh, yeah. Um, 25 so and a half inch scale. So that's interesting, too. Like this is a Fender scale. That's why I like it better. <laughs> it's, it's it doesn't long, look right? short. Yeah, it looks mm-hmm. long. Um, it makes it. I don't know that there's something about the short scale length on a Les Paul. No, I know what you mean. Isn't it doesn't grab me the way other guitars do. Mm-hmm. Very cool guitar. Um, so once this is actually out and available, we will uh, get a price on it and mention it here. So who's theorizing eight? eight uh, I just uh, had seen uh, seen that bleh. around in a few news sources. There were like you know estimates of around eight hundred dollars. So like okay, sure. I mean that that's all I'm telling you. It is it's just an estimate. Just a I don't know what they're basing it on, but maybe comparable Epiphones in the lineup. Somebody in the comments is saying eight ninety nine. Still, I think under a thousand. You know, yeah. And especially so. Here's the thing: like all those guitars that are made overseas are made in like one of two factories now. So all your LTDs and Schecters and PRS and Epiphone and all all those companies are made by the same people in the same CNC machines and stuff overseas. Yeah. It's called like Musical Instruments International or something like that. It's very generic. Um, they the the quality from guitars overseas now are is is way higher than it used to be. Yeah, I mean manufacturing specs for everything across the human race it's oh, yeah. gotten easier and cheaper to make things with a i um to a, tighter a finer tolerance. Yeah, yeah tighter tolerance that's exactly what i was thinking of uh it's got this i mean we'll talk about the look a little bit more it's like an sg and then it's got the double cut sharp horns mm-hmm. but think of like 
a Gibson ES339 or so. It's it's more like Les Paul body size. Uh, yeah, with, but with the scale length makes it look totally different in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. And it's um the the two F holes on it are cool too. They're sort of like curved slashes. Yeah, they're not shaped like They're not F holes, you know. They're, yeah. they're What are they G holes? <laughs> <laughs> so in the comments people I this this one person keeps saying a thousand eight ninety nine street price, and then he's citing uh, Chicago Music Exchange. I can't find anything about it on CME. Oh, okay, interesting. So, so who knows? Sunset, maybe he's got some insider info. Maybe Sunset Glow is the the finish. Looks good, man. Looks like a looks like a ti- tiger maple or something. It's like a stripy. Oh, it's just flame maple. It's flame maple. Okay, that's what that's called. Yeah, flame maple with a little bit of a burst. Yep. It's cool. Cool, cool. It's kind of cowboy. Kind of, yeah. You can get away with this. You could be a cowboy and get away with this. He's he's mm-hmm. wearing a duster in the picture. It's a jazz a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a pretty dusty duster. You're right. A pretty dusty duster on a jazz cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> you ever say one, you just know that's probably it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was one a second ago that I think might, might be a contender <laughs> as well. Be contender, yeah. okay. Um, cool. That's <laughs> anyway. That's that's that guitar. Let's talk about pedals. Pedal genies. Pedals genie. Do you have a different pedal yet? No. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the deal you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want, send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro get you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Couple things. Couple things. I know you don't hear it when we record, but there is music that goes behind that, you dick. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> I, just as I was about to strum the first time, I thought, oh shoot, if I only knew, if I had the presence of if mind you to could... know what key the friggin' shop oh, music yeah. song is in, I could have just like joined it happily. So are, are we jamming? Be- no. Um, sorry, this is just the closest thing I have to a Pedal Genie pedal. Oh. The, the thing that I have here that I could talk about later at the end of the show, but. Ooh, sounding great. <laughs> Wicked out of tune. Well, my, my on the other hand. Set up. Mine, I have not tuned today, not since late last night. And it's uh, still sounds pretty close. I just have my headphones on right now, so I can't really hear it, but it sounds pretty close to me. Uh, more on that later. Um, my strat needs a setup bad. The intonation's all whacked out. Yeah. I think it's like the, the seasonal change, uh, the, the twice a year thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
Yep. I was, Anyways. I was learning some Coheed songs because I saw them last night. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. And, uh, of course, that means I spent my day just, like, <laughs> being embarrassed at how bad a guitar I am. And, it's an uh, embarrassing band. <laughs> as in they project, like, embarrassment into you. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you can't do. Yeah, check this out. Um <laughs> Claudio has a remarkable amount of hair. Oh, it's so much. <laughs> it's so much, and it's more than I was expecting. Um, and yeah. it's it came out, and it's just this like gargantuan mane of yeah. of rock. And <laughs> at two or three songs in, he he pulls it back into like the tightest what must be yeah. the most dense bun of hair. <laughs> it's the black <laughs> hole of hair. <laughs> yeah, and he just looks like a normal dude. And then later in the show, it's like. Boom, and it just blows way out again. (laughs) (laughs) It must get really hot. Yeah, I bet it does. Although, it was an outdoor venue, and it was on the water in Boston, and it was like 40 degrees out. It was beautiful. It was rough last night. (laughs) (laughs) Good for them, I guess. (laughs) Oh, they they tore it up. And, you know, it it was totally worth it. Like, we were just wearing jackets and stuff, and everything was fine. But it was it was pretty chilly. Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, anyway, moving on. Pedals. Pedals. I have the Glacial Zenith by Adventure Pedals. Adventure Audio. Adventure Audio. That's right. It just says Adventure on here. I don't mm-hmm. wasn't sure exactly what Their it was. Their website says Adventure Audio Electronics. Huh. Nonlinear Systems. Oh. Interesting. So, figure that out. It's got this cool, like, black sparkle paint mm-hmm. job on it and then some like equally cool bluish graphics on the front this is an overdrive uh with a boost built right in and we heard you like overdrive in your overdrive kind of it's it's this is awesome this pedal is really cool so we've got volume shape and drive and then a boost dial um and then two mini switches for putting the boost before or after the drive and then cool. a low switch, so different voicings on the low end. And then individual foot switches for each, and you can use them independently. So you can use the boost separate from the drive. Mm, sincerely which, two pedals in one. It totally is. And, man, using that boost on its own, really nice. Like, it's got some some really cool stuff going on uh, with, like, a clean amp right on the edge of breakup. And then you, there's just a million different sounds you can set this thing up for between having it be like a distortion type pedal or just a light drive with mm. a little bit of extra boost when you need it, just the boost. Uh, if you'd like really dime everything out, you can get like fuzzy kind of can't handle it. Uh, not, not gating, but like, it's just like kind of overloaded sort of sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't have anything but good things to say about it. It's got two LEDs on it for each side. It's just being able to do like simple things like put the drive before or after the boost and stuff yeah. is just like, it's solid. It's There's three base, uh, three base voicings on it. Um, so you can cut it, boost it, or kind of keep it in the middle. It's it's um, uh, You mean like the low? Right, yeah. Yeah. The low EQ. Yeah. yeah. So what's what's the shape knob about? Is that it's kind of just um it's like an it feels like sort of an active EQ, if I had to guess. Hmm. Uh it it has like um it's pretty much a tone knob. It, mm-hmm. you think of it that way. It does sort of feel a slightly different. 
Um, it's not just darker on one side and brighter on the other. There's a little bit okay. extra going on under the hood, <clears throat> but that's that's the function it has if you're going to equate it to another pedal. But it's it's got it all, you know, and it's it's a good size. It's got a good build quality. It's true bypass, good solid chunk of metal. Good pedal. Everything's on the top, in, out, and power. Um, How big is that? It looks it looks um, normal height, little wide. Yeah, but it's like totally normal. It's not pedal like size. double wide, like, right? No, it's like, it's like a one and a half. Yeah. Um, right on. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think. I have a. It's like a comparable height to a boss pedal, and then maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it's like across the room, like, and I'm like I'm trying to judge it here. It's not. It's about it's a four. Not, it's about a four, Derek. <laughs> it's a it's a four pedal units wide. <laughs> the PU. It's about four PU. <laughs> it's good, man. I, don't, I I wish I could tell you more about it. I guess, but it's just it's a it's a drive. You know, there's not tons we could get into like exactly what type of drive and stuff i don't even know if they say it on on the site let me open a tab yeah they say it's everything it's a clean boost yeah. it's an overdrive it's a distortion it's a fuzz that's it yeah so that's what they say it's fun it's it's definitely very musical kind of harmonically rich you can dial it in quickly and you can just kind of throw the knives wherever and it's totally usable Yeah. Anyway, it's, I haven't uh, heard of Adventure Audio before this day. Oh yeah. Should I have? Oh well, I had heard I'm of them just once. Page. They they make a pedal that I had sent to Righteous Ryan, the Dream Reaper. Oh. I don't know if we talked about it here. I don't think we did. Man, their reverb pedal is called the Whateverb. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Fuzz peaks. Anyway, this thing is uh, typically two hundred bucks, but it's currently on sale on their website. <laughs> <laughs> it's currently on sale on their website for one sixty nine. I don't think you can beat that, man. It's straight up two pedals in one. So. Yeah, it looks good, man. It looks good. Did you listen to my demo? Uh, nope. I didn't know you'd done one yet. Yeah, I sent Should you a I? message about it. Really? When? I don't know. Like the day I got this thing, I did a demo. So it's probably oh, like a so week ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what's happening anymore. My. So okay, I'll just ask you now. So here's the thing. I did. Um, I did two demos for this actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I sent you this, but maybe you just missed it. Um, two demos, 
uh, each with different drum samples, different drum loops. Okay. But they are both the same BPM, and they are intended to be like a. It's I think it's just a verse and chorus version of a of a beat thing that you made. Oh so I wrote yeah, a verse I might have done a, var- a variant. Yeah. So I did a verse and a chorus with this pedal, and I was going to ask you if it's is it possible to merge them into yeah a mega demo. I'm sure I could. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. If not, just pick one for the show. But that no, was I can that was sort of that. my goal. Yep. I can definitely do that. I think they are. From I think the same. I, I'm starting to remember you saying something to me about this. Okay. And I probably said, "Oh yeah, I can totally do that," or maybe I ignored you completely. <laughs> I think I think you ignored me completely. <laughs> anyway, um, there's been documentary mixes going on over here. Documentary <laughs> sound mixes, and they're um, drive me crazy. Huh? It's a lot of work. Ugh. Ugh. I don't mind. I, it's good to be busy doing a job you like doing, but sometimes it's like when there when it's something that has actual deadlines and it's like oh, yeah. actual big piles of work and long sessions with just just dozens and dozens of tracks and sound effects and oh my Oof. god i put the pro tools uh the tracks like on micro or whatever the mm-hmm. smallest width so i can fit the most of them on the screen and just like looking at the massive oh, god. bunch of cut up sound effects and all this <laughs> stuff it's cool when it's done but oh man <laughs> all the little, all the little weird sound effects that go into like, it's just foley crap. It's like stuff. Oh, you know, it's it's like a, a, somebody's narrating, and then we're we're looking at sort of a montage of them doing something on the screen. And so it's sound effects of all the stuff. Like they're moving these great big bales of like farming stuff, hmm. and so there's machinery sounds and things like that. That and and. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Plant sounds, plants breaking, and leaves rustling, and. <clears throat> Some of it's like playground equipment squeaking, and we're making it, we're like putting it in there and stacking it in a certain way so it sounds like the tractor is like creaking under the weight of something. And, Interesting. That's uh, kind of cool, though. It's pretty cool. Um, whenever anybody mentions Foley, I always think of that old uh, You Look Nice Today <laughs> bit about the Silent Film Institute. <laughs> right. Adding Foley sounds to the silent films, the great silent movies. <laughs> That's a classic. When, the listeners should look it up. When the silent film institute calls, your phone doesn't ring. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to know and pick up the phone. <laughs> oh, so great. <laughs> I am Tiborg. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, okay. okay. Slight okay. tangent. We're back. So yeah, adventure audio electronics, the glacial zenith. I assume it's glacial, having not yet listened to it. The remaining 90% of the marvel goes unseen below the surface. What you see is another overdrive. What you don't see is a dynamic dirt box. (laughs) Anyway, cool. Thanks to Pedal Genie, as always and forever, for sponsoring the Tone Control. Boom! One more pedal. Yeah. Old Blood Noise Endeavors. They've done something new. They have. Fault this is uh, overdrive distortion. Yep. Okay. Uh, I have an old blood noise pedal, and I love it. 
Which one was it? Was it the reverb? Uh, one of they have a few reverbs. Yeah, I have one of them called the uh, Procession. Right. It's great. Uh, these guys kind of uh, a lot of their pedals are very like they're like a little bit weird. Um, they're like a little bit. Uh, hang on. There's something odd about each one, right? Sorry, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Beth just texted me from downstairs and like she knows I'm up here doing this. <sighs> Make me popcorn. Now, <laughs> <Ow>, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, so th- their pedals are like a little bit weird. Um, they're kind of like a lot, lot of fuzzes, a lot of like noise generation, a lot of uh, like extended like weird delays and reverbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And their demos, th- these are like the hippest Portlandia hipsters. I say that in like the most endearing way. Yeah. Uh, th- that and their their demos reflect that. They're just kind of like weird, like making weird noises. They bring all their guitar gear into the woods and record in the woods and shit <laughs> like that. So. <laughs> Totally fine. I, I get it. It's it's fun. This demo for this pedal is totally the best one they've ever done, and I'm not being facetious. I'm not being sarcastic at all. They got a full band all using this pedal, and they just jam together like with dialing in different sounds and stuff, and it's really an awesome way to see how this thing sounds. Cool. Um, and I, I saw it, and I was like, why doesn't everyone do this? Like, Just get a band. Give them three pedals and or mm-hmm. however many guitars and basses there are, and just like let it rip. So anyway, yeah, cool. this is, yes, it's an overdrive distortion. This is a double foot switch drive pedal. Gain one is uh, light, chimey, uh, to tight and crunchy. So it's like sort of edge of breakup. It'll mm-hmm. push your amp into overdrive sort of thing. Gain two is a heavier distortion. So that's why they call it an overdrive distortion pedal. Okay. And those can be on together. Or... But not separate, like not like I don't two know. separate pedals like before. It seems like I don't the think pedal so, on and it off says, and then yeah. gain two on and off if the pedal is on. Yeah, it says bypass and then gain two. So right. it makes me think that it's a stacking thing, mm-hmm. uh, not a one or the other kind of thing. It's it's one and then the other. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the EQ controls are all boost or cut. So they will be at zero at 12 o'clock. Right, cool. Yep, so we've got low, Shelf mid, and high. filter and a bell in the middle. Yep. So Neat. there's gain, so all the controls here. we got gain one, gain two, low, mid, high, and volume. So those EQ and level controls are universal. And then you've just got right. different different saturation, different gain levels for each side. And anyway, I encourage to you point. to check out the demo because it's nice. It's a good jam. It's not like some spacious, weird... Uh, highly reverberated and echoey demo. Mm-hmm. They're actually like jamming with, you know, a good tune. So, uh, and it's 200 bucks. Sweet. Not too shabby. Nine volt DC. I believe it's true bypass. All the typical stuff. Yep. Jack's on the top. Boom. A cool artwork. Yeah. Pretty neat. If you go to their pedals page, you can see they release like all their pedals in different color combo runs, and they're like mm-hmm. limited edition. Not all of them, I guess, but like I've got many I have of a, them. many of them. So you get these like cool, like kind of monochrome screen print edition, limited edition paint jobs by the by week, April week two, <laughs> April week three. 
That's pretty cool. I have the plain old procession. The ordinary procession. Actually. Whoa. No deer. What's happening? <clears throat> Doing fully art. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, that's my the the procession uh, owner's manual. Oh, is, is a poster. The back. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> anyway, okay. Rad. Check it out. Old Blood Noise Endeavors. Fault. Very super duper. So, uh, last and probably least, uh, <laughs> Justin got some new tooting machines as a birthday gift. Happy birthday, um, Justin. Hey, thanks. I'm old. Happy belated. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway. Um, you are yeah, old. I am. <laughs> it's probably not what you want to hear after you just say like you're old in a sullen manner. Nah, but I I don't care. Wish I would all right. just get old already. This in-between all stuff. All this in-between stuff is garbage. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. No, um, I have felt like my acoustic guitar was... Um, it's okay. Um, but the tuning machines were a bit old and ragged kind of thing. And I felt like that's where mm-hmm. some improvement could be had. It was, it was a little tricky to keep it in tune sometimes. Sometimes it would fight me and mm-hmm. not that it would drift very much, but it would be tough to, to get it right. So I was faulting the tuning machines for that. So anyway, I really liked the idea of the ratio tuners by GraphTech. Uh, which we talked know, about. Yeah, which is, again, like a bit of innovation in a, an industry that's largely likes to replicate older versions of itself. So mm-hmm. the idea with, excuse me, the idea with ratio is that each tuning machine is a different gear ratio rather than a set of six that are all 12 to 1 or 14 or 18 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've even seen some sets where two seen, two were different and the rest were the same. Yeah. Where they're so they're trying to trying to get you there. But the thing is like if everything's the same, um it takes, you know, four full turns to go a half tone on the high E string and it might take like a, a, a quarter, quarter of a turn to do the same thing on the low E string. So yeah. you end up chasing these very minute pitch changes back and forth on your low E string um, mm-hmm. because it, just because of the way frequencies work, you know? Yeah. Um, it's much more, much bigger change when you're up at a higher frequency. So, um, so the ratios are all compensated. So each one is different and I... I don't have the sheet in front of me, but they're oh, different it's, it's, still. It's for a, if I added it, a tab. Okay. Uh, so it, you want you want the rundown? Well, it does. It doesn't matter because that's not going to mean anything to anybody anyway. Well, but. for just for example, okay. So the high E is twelve to one. Mm-hmm. The low E is thirty nine to one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and um, they and then there's a bunch of variability in between. The sets that are made for acoustic guitars have uh, are. are uh, made considering you're going to have a wound G string, mm-hmm. um, so it's n- different than the electric guitar set. 
Um, so the one I've actually put together is on my acoustic guitar so far. I have another set that's going to go on my telly at some point when I have a little bit of free time. My telly, cool. who is not screaming for new tuners, there's nothing wrong with those tuners, but I think I am going to really like this. Um, new tuners, even like if you don't think you need them, it is a nice like kind of luxury upgrade a lot of times. Yeah, and, and I think my, my telly has nicer ones. They're, they're American Standard Fender. Um, yeah, whatever a they solid were, tuner, yeah. Yeah, whatever they were using there. I mean, um, but the, who knows what was on this old Fender acoustic. It's Korean-made, it's... Weird. Yeah, some of the washers, the factory, the pl- yeah, the plastic washers were starting to break and stuff like that. They were a little rusty. Yeah. Um, um, so now, do those? Is that designed simply around standard tuning? Like that shouldn't matter, right? Like if you were well, to use, or um, or I guess I'm thinking either tuning and or string gauge. Well, what they say is, it's going to be close to a full turn or a, a half turn per full tone. Half turn. I think that's what it was. Or maybe a full turn per full tone. But, of course, that varies depending on the things you're talking about. String gauge um, and stuff like that. So, um, But they're making it close to that. Uh, Obviously, it doesn't have to be exact because it's not like you're going to be measuring. But um, I I did notice right away that it's going to take a little getting used to. Yeah, Um, I was just also wondering, like, Everybody at this point is so trained on how each string reacts to its tuner. So when I pluck a string and I hear how far off it is, my... Your muscle memory turns a lot or a little. And I overswing on the high string now. (laughs) High strings, I overshoot it because I'm used to going, you know, back and forth. And then the low string, I hit it and I turn and nothing happens because I need to turn it a lot more than I'm used to. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Once, once I am used to it now, I've, I've, I did this guitar um, two nights ago, I think, and when I picked it up and just gave it a once-over because the strings had settled, mm-hmm. uh, when I picked it up last night, it, it was a little easier. And then I, I, I do feel like, oh boy, it's, it's a lot easier to get like the E and the A string just right. Nice. And the That's other cool. strings, of course, it was always a little easier because th- they have... The the ratio is more appropriate by the time you get up to that high frequency anyway, but mm-hmm. um, but it does it does make a difference, and I'm I think I'm going to like getting used to this. Um, hmm. The other thing about them is they go on really easily. Yeah, they look like factory <clears throat> tuners. Like they don't look weird. They don't look like anything. Yeah, like unusual. if I show you really close, there's actually a plate under the tuner. Yeah. Um, okay. Is that the Inviso match? Yeah. So thing? okay, these sets come with a they the. F- three or four, maybe five different sets of plates that are made to fit the different tuning machine drill hole configurations that your guitar oh, might have. Nice. Okay. Right? So mine has a, a mine has one screw that is sort of a, at a 45 yeah, degree 45, angle. Yeah. And you know, some of them had two up top or one straight down or something mm-hmm. like that. So there's a plate that's gonna match that. And you just put the plate on with the screw and then it has a little set holes. Mm-hmm. That the tuner like registration just, holes. Yeah, that the tuner just pops right into, and then you feed the nut in from the other side, just like you're used to. So the the tuner's holding itself to the guitar. You don't need a. You're not screwing into the guitar wood. Well, I am, but I'm using the same hole. Oh, and right. Where okay. that oh, screw goes okay. is because the plate fits there. Yeah, And then yeah. the the tuner itself covers up almost completely covers up the plate. So it's not truly invisible, but well, I get still, I mean, you know. Oh yeah, but it's fine. 
Um, That's a great idea. And you don't have to drill. And and they do give you instructions for the best, best practices for drilling if your guitar happens to have some kind of oddball configuration and you yeah. none of the plates fit. But they've got plates for everything. Gibson awesome. style, Fender style, everything. I'm going to look into these. Um, we talked about this on episode 60, mm-hmm. which was Will It Gig. That's when you were here. Really? Yeah. Cool. It was a live episode. Anyway. People hate um, those. Yeah. <laughs> usually because uh, our I recording the one, the one we did at your house I thought came out pretty oh, good. Oh, that was fine, yeah, because we still had like a controlled yeah. in recording environment. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Um, but, although now I'm trying to think like, what guitars do I have that I would want to put new tuners on? Yeah. And I'm in the same boat. Like my Strat has American Standard Fender tuners. Yeah. Totally fine. Nothing wrong with them at all. But mm-hmm. might might be nice, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, they. I, I was looking a little bit more into the technology, and they have um, some of the tuners. They they change the shape. I, I God, I wish I had that sheet in front of me. There's I put this, a tab in the. There's this word put, they use for when the the gear. There's a so there's like a spiral worm gear on the key, and then there's a round gear that's on the peg. Yeah. Right. A sprocket that's on the peg. So when you turn the key, it's going to turn the peg, which tightens or loosens the strings. Yeah. But depending on what the gear ratio is, sometimes the teeth are very small and close together, and sometimes they're larger and farther apart. But the size of the gear is the same. Uh, that might be a variable too. I, okay. I'm not sure how they're they're figuring the ratio. But the point is, when you have this many ratios some of them are going to be different and they're going to feel different. Like it's harder mm. to turn one that might be bigger gears farther apart. Hmm. Um, but what they've done is they've taken the the post, the part that's on the key, and they make it so it, it sort of looks like an hourglass shape um, so mm-hmm. that the round gears, and I can't remember if it's the big teeth or the little teeth where this becomes important, but they uh, will fit in and not bind Oh, okay. On you, so it'll still feel like a very smooth operation when oh. you're turning it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and it, th- that's especially apparent on the ones that are open that aren't um, enclosed tuners. The they open hit. back tuners. Yeah, because you can see, like, oh, how come some of my tuners look different? <laughs> well, yeah, because they're all different ratios. They, they need to work different. Yeah. yeah. Actually, so. my my black telly would benefit from this. I think. Very cool. It's pretty cool. They're they're pricey compared to, you know, reasonable quality tuners. Do I mean they range? You can get stuff that's a lot more expensive than this too. I mean, a lot of what I'm seeing is like, hundred to hundred and ten bucks. Yeah, when I when I was looking around, I felt like I could find pretty reasonable quality for well, in the like fifty, sixty, seventy kind of range. That's true. Yeah, these are going for ninety, I think, right now. Yeah, it looks like I just like googled for Grovers, and they're like fifty to seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, the vintage Clusons that I put on my project guitars, I think, are fifty. So, yeah, nice. Now, did, are yours locking? No, okay. I didn't worry about any of that stuff. I've never. That, had that's a, problem. a little bit like, more. That's like that's like ten bucks more for the. Locking. Yeah. So the thing about locking is, I don't know if you want to get into this right now, but why not? I always associated I locking tuners with uh, some sort of uh, vibrato system on your guitar. Mm-hmm. 
And even my Strat that has just a regular Fender vibrato tailpiece does not have locking tuners. I don't really feel like it needs them. Floyd Rose might have a locking tuner and or a locking nut. That kind of makes more sense. The locking sense. nut is for the Floyd Rose, yeah. Yeah. And then they have adjustment screws down on the bridge because once you lock for it at the nut. For fine-tuning, yeah. Yeah. But then, like, if you were to put locking tuners on, say, a Les Paul or something, I think I'm missing the point because... I mean, if you're having tuning stability problems, is that why? I feel like you could just change to better tuners that are still non-locking. Yeah. Um, is it just another step? Like, oh, this is locked in, so I'm just going to thumb screw it down. Like, um, I think you need fewer <clears throat> winds around the post. Like, I usually do three wraps around the post when changing strings. Okay. I think it's that the tuner holds it in. It anchors it to the tuner without having to do that. So you don't have excess string, but what's why would that matter even? Oh, really? So is it is the locking actually when you're changing the string? I've never used them before. Well, it locks. Yeah, you. I I was picturing it as it locks so that you can't tune you can't turn the tuning key anymore until you oh, unlock well, it. Well, shit. Now that you say that, I don't. I guess I don't actually know because I thought it locked <laughs> the string to the post. Oh, we're thinking about different things here. Hey, Google. What's the story with locking? Because I guess tuners. I have seen tuners that lock the string to the post, and I just thought that's how they always were. I Planet Waves made some for a while. There's actually a page called Locking Tuners. What's the story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know now. Like, does it stop? Because well, because yep, that's what, goes no, you had it. Two. You had it right. You okay. so you pull the three. You pull the string through. So you just insert it into the top of the peg, pull it through, and then you, you lock pinch it, down, it and, and then tune. Yeah. yeah, tune it to pitch, and then you just lock it, and and you don't have to worry about wrapping it around a peg. That seems like such a that's so stupid. Th- solving a problem that doesn't exist almost. I mean, I guess like <clears throat> maybe the tuning stability is then also better. Maybe you know, the, everybody but, on this on this forum is saying that everybody who uses them is saying that oh they're great you'll never go back. Okay. I'm fine with this. I don't know. I guess I got a I've pretty also, good like, system. Yeah, mine are great. I've never had to change them. Like it's the same argument, just on the other side. You know, I'll never go back to locking. I guess right. I don't have any reason to change. <laughs> <sighs> so, I mean, somebody's got a better answer for this, and I know it. I just—it's one of those things that I've never needed to research because I was like, my tuners work just yeah. fine. Yeah, huh. I agree. I'm I've seen like some that weird... work that way with a uh, bass, where you. Insert it in. Although I'm, I'm not even sure. If Wait, those insert were, it in. In like, there's in, like a. You insert you, it the, into the peg. Yeah, and then like I the vintage style, around. right? Where it's like the yeah. the split post where it goes yeah. in, and then you kink it. Yeah, that's the vintage style tuner. My telly has those. My two tellies have those, and the Strat I'm building has those. Hmm. Um. But it's because yeah, you you those ones you have to pre-cut the string. Yeah, that's irritating. It's not as bad as you think. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be really bad. Well, um, that's sort of like um, the Floyd Rose. A couple of times I've had a Floyd Rose uh, equipped guitar in my hands. You do them backwards. Yeah, because of the ball. End. <clears throat> yeah. So you is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. You yeah cut because the ball you, you off. have to lock oh, it. You to don't the do bridge, them backwards. Too. You, you cut the ball off and then you you p- p- pin them into the bridge with a set screw. Yeah. Yeah. My wife just no, texted like the, me. Hold on. My wife just texted oh, me. Oh. What the actual f*** is that noise? Oh, man. Well, I don't think it was me. 
Hmm. Should I be scared? Justin, behind you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, what the hell was I going to say? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't remember. Oh, the, the clipping of the string, you just clip it two posts further than the one you're doing. So if you are you putting your E string on, you just cut it at the D string, and that's enough for three wraps, typically. That's nerve-wracking. I'm picturing doing that. I would be super worried. Uh, the first few times I did it, I was like, don't fuck it up. I don't have more strings. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, well, it's imagine totally it with fine. bass strings, too, when they cost money. Yeah, when they cost six times as much. <laughs> Jeez. I yeah. wouldn't want to do that. I'm happy winding them around. It's fine with me, man. I do like the vintage stuff. Whatever. We're going on. No, well, my bass has that. I just, I don't have to clip them. Um, they're, it's a split post. You know, I just lay I it they, in there yeah. and then wrap it around. It's great. Oh, so you I lay sh- it straight through the channel in there? Well, I, I turn it. But when yeah, I, you, when I change a string, here, here's what I do. Right, so here's and I think the, I must have learned this from you, my dad. You like, and then you're you're making hand motions. This is good TV. Okay, so gang signs. (laughs) (laughs) When when I change a string, I turn. Are we talking bass? Well, I do it actually the same way. Okay. So I turn so that the the string through part of the peg is uh, at a ninety degree angle to the neck, so that my string is turning a 90 degree angle and I can make a little Z kink in it. Okay. Okay. So then either I feed it through the hole or with my base, I just lay it in there and I make a Z kink, but I do it. I, I press my finger against the string against the first fret. And then with my, my, the rest of you my hold hand, the, the tension I hold the, the tension yeah. up so that there's actually yeah. a bunch of slack in it. Yeah. And then, and then I you, kink you it. Ra- you and I, as up, I right? wrap it, all that yeah. tension comes off of my fingers. That's, that's what I do. Okay. So uh, whether it's bass or guitar, I think it'd be cool if my guitars had split pegs. I just slide it in there rather than have to. So feed that's it through you the can't hole. do that with guitar though, and it makes me think maybe you're doing bass wrong. Also, you can do <laughs> you it. You can't do it with guitar. You can't what I do just it described. On, uh, you can't do it on on split post unwrapped strings because they come loose. There's no th- nothing to grip the post. And I found this out because I did the same thing when I first got a guitar with but split post kink, tuners. But the kink, the Z kink. No, it still just like pops right off. Well, but I wrap it over the top, so at, I let it go a couple of times around because all that extra tension I've got. By I mean, I guess maybe off. it can work, but the way those tuners are actually built is inside the tuner. There is a receptacle for the string yeah. to go in, and I've used that kind too. But my bass yeah. doesn't have those, so I just okay. lay it in there with a Z kink, oh, okay. and then as I as it takes up the slack, it wraps around once or two or three oh, times. Right. So, and yeah, since I mean, there that isn't... coil is on top of the string that's laid into the split post, it holds I see, it. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, you, so yeah, you're wrapping, the string comes, it exits the tuner from the bottom of all those coils and right. over the nut. Yeah, right. um, yeah so the, the guitars that I have with vintage style tuners, like you, the high strings, you have to use the little slot. You have to use the like slot. You have to enter the end of the string into the post, mm-hmm. then kink it down, and then wrap. Now, with my guitars, the unwound strings, instead of just making a Z, I make the Z, and then I feed the string back around through, and I sort of do a, a loop. You do a knot? Yeah, so I make a little knot in the oh, string. Oh, man, I don't do that. It's, uh, it just seems like, like crazy overkill, especially on the like the, an unwound G string. Yeah. It's like so thick still. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah, no, I don't do that. I just, I make my... Um, I align the tuner hole 
so the string can pass straight through it when mm-hmm. like through like as if it's going through another nut almost then i create a 90 degree angle just one mm-hmm. and then position it so it it wraps the opposite direction of that so it kind of pushes against itself to stay in in place it's largely the same as what you're talking about <laughs> I think with I the can z picture method what you're talking yeah. about. You're just um, not doing a Z. You're just doing one. I'm just net. doing one, yeah. But then going. But you're feeding the, it. Yeah, you're wrapping it around yeah. the other way. Yeah, I mean it's still in the correct. But side then you're of the crank tuner. the tuning machine the right way, so you're still. Yes, yeah, so what I'm saying, the actual direction that 90 degree is going in, because the string just flops around. You can just push yeah. it where you need it to go. Yeah. We should do like a. This is terrible. <laughs> we should do like a. a, a here's a, like an actual video series of like. The Justin method. <laughs> the Derek I'm going to find out that's like 50% of the population's method and I invented nothing. <laughs> I, don't you're, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, especially like yeah. you said you learned it from your dad. Obviously, I'm your dad's pretty sure totally doing it right. I watched mean, him do it. That's probably yeah. why I did it that I way. I mean, I learned it from my guitar teacher. So it's... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. We'll see if I. I'm sure I'll get those other ones on the telly by the time the next episode rolls around. This is like a how do you tie your shoes kind of question, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I took like, some pictures. Doesn't matter. Too. You're still wearing shoes, so. <laughs> I I took some pictures of the different times, so I'll I'll put it on Tumblr oh, nice. or something. Very cool. Not much Alrighty. to it. Super duper. That was pretty good. I should probably yeah. get off this horn and find out what that noise was. Hmm. All right, well. Maybe we there's a creepy some... animal in my backyard. Oh, nice. Hmm. Maybe it's dog farts. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame those on me. I'm in here. <laughs> All right, you ready? Are we, are we signing off? or? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I have to. There's some officialness to this, huh? What do you think, swear words tonight? I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, why not? To all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening, and fuck off. <laughs>